Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to KSL. I'm your co-host with the host today, uh, Amy Donaldson. I'm Scott Howe. And what a what a great afternoon we've had, um, Amy. I need to tell you one quick thing. Uh, my good friend Marisha Leos uh, uh, lived right next door to my parents, so I've known Maria forever. And isn't she unbelievable? I mean, she is, she, she is so spectacular. Uh, she, whenever she does the news, I just go, "Wow, she's she's great." So Maria, keep up the good work. Amy, we're yeah. uh, we're heading into kind of the last. Uh, what an afternoon! Uh, yeah, we've talked about. <laughs> we haven't solved all the world's problems, but we've talked about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I think to have the perspective of what we've been uh, hearing today and the topics have been so good, uh, and I think you and I are on the same page, the Boyd Matheson page of. Uh, of what we wanted to accomplish, and it really is to have good dialogue and to understand other people's point of view. You know, I uh, and to be understood. I think everyone yes. wants to be heard. Like that's yes. why we're yelling at each other because we don't feel heard. And that's why I say, if you, I, I love my co-host on Voices of Reason podcast, Jason Lee. He says his mom used to tell him, "You have two ears and one mouth for a reason." <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> so just Jason. try to think of that, Mrs. Well, Lee's advice. And what happens so often, and I've observed this, especially in the political room uh, area lately, uh, people, their emotions start to take over. And uh, we, I think we have to understand each other better. And my great uh, opportunity in life was to grow up by uh, Gordon B. Hinckley, uh, the president of the El- uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I always appreciated what he said about anger. And we've got a clip on that. And hopefully today we can send a message out to everyone. Listen to the Black Life Matters people. Listen to your neighbor. And don't get angry. This is what uh, President Hinckley had to say on, about anger. Anger is not an expression of strength. It is an indication of one's inability to control his thoughts, words, his emotions. Of course it is easy to get angry. When the weakness of anger takes over... The strength of reason leaves. Cultivate within yourselves the mighty power of self-discipline. Wow, Aim. What do you think about that? So so I hadn't heard that. So I, I, I told our producer, I'm going to be responding live. So I have a, a few thoughts. I, I definitely think um, anger is a, a secondary emotion. You mm-hmm. get angry because you have frustration about something else. And most often, you are in pain. And so when I see somebody who is angry and yelling and screaming, 
I think, what is causing them pain? And can I do anything about it? Can I hear what is hurting them? And I, I think it's sage advice to try to control your anger and be disciplined about it. But I also think we need to add to that, and from my perspective, is that part of being reasonable is being able to hear what someone's saying through their anger because it's pain that's causing them to be angry. In oh, that's, that is a great observation. And, and you know, I, I was thinking about John Lewis when every time I hear President Hinckley talk about that. Control your thoughts. Uh, emotion is a, uh, the emotion of anger is a weakness. And I just love John Lewis when he said, when you see something that's not right, do something. Or you hear something that's not right, do something about it. Make a change. And good trouble. I mean, that's how I'm, I, I look at the world today and I look at uh, uh, the BLM movement and the things that have gone on. Let's go create good trouble and let's make changes. Let's try and make a difference out there in the world. And, and Amy, I think from our, our text and everything that we've had today, it seems like that uh, the, the listeners want to have that. They want to be able to have good communication and dialogue and get to know their neighbors better. In your experience, uh, Amy, in the in the sports world, what happens when players get angry? What what what, what do you observe well, when they get? angry? So there's this thing in sports where a coach will get a technical foul, right? He'll be he'll R- yell at the refs. He'll, right. He'll be defending his player, or another player will defend a teammate, and they'll get ejected from a game, or they get a technical. You know, th- so they get penalized, right? And it right. costs the team if it's a, if, if they get a technical, it's free throws. Um, if it's a second technical, they get ejected. And and I saw this, you know, about a great many people I admired, they would get these technicals and, and, and they were coaches. And I remember writing a column about it, which I took a bunch of heat for. But, you know, if the if the point – I had coaches who taught me to not ever respond to that kind of thing. Don't get yeah. sucked into yeah. it, right? right? Like they said, if you're looking to the refs to decide – to fix something – you haven't done everything in the 45 minutes before that moment. And that would be my advice is so often we looked, why is this person doing that? Why is that person over there? And my, my dad and mom used to always say to me when I would say like, well, look at my sister came home later than me and she didn't clean her room. My, my room is cleaner than his room, right? And my parents would always say like, we're not talking about them. We're talking about you. And that's what you really have to always kind of ask yourself when you're in these conversations or when you talk about discipline, right? If you're trying to teach a kid discipline, would you teach your kids to go yell at some random person like a referee? First of all, it's not going to change anything, right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, no, you model what you want them to do, which is to be reasonable. And if somebody yells at me, I say I try to be reasonable back, right? I'm not saying you're always successful at it, but that's your goal, and that's what you want your kids to learn. And that's what I had coaches who said to me, why are you getting upset about the referee? What can you do? Exactly. Right? Exactly. They don't they're not got to overturn the call. And- yeah, and then that's the way in which I agree with um, President Hinckley. But but I, I, I do want to say that anger, people talk about righteous anger. It's not mm-hmm. bad to be angry. You should be angry about injustices. You should be angry that there are children who are separated from their parents or that there are people who don't have enough food to eat or that – um, everybody doesn't have the same opportunities in the country. That should anger you. If the, if it doesn't, then there's maybe something wrong. Maybe you need to take an examination of that. But those kinds of things, they should make you sick or make you angry. Um, we just had a, a march for uh, human trafficking. If those things don't anger you, then there's something wrong, right? 
But what you do with that anger is what's important. Who do you direct well, it at? How do you use that energy for positive? For positive. You know, we have that greater understanding when we don't get angry, if we can control that emotion. But I completely agree. We should be upset when we see the, uh, the penury that happens in our own country and, and what's there. You know, for, for me, it, it, it goes back to one simple thing is that um, good trouble, and I'll go back to, to John Lewis again, good trouble is something that we all should work for. You know, what a pleasure to be with you today, Amy. I just want to thank uh, Josh and Dallin and uh, Amy Kobe and and uh, Lee uh, Lonsberry for going on vacation so you and I could do this. <laughs> taking a day off so you <laughs> yeah, can take, listen to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no. what a pleasure to be with you, Amy, and I really appreciate the time. Well, and I would encourage people to watch as much, you know, watch, if you can't watch it live, watch some of the convention this week and watch some of it next week. I don't care what you're voting for. Um, I don't care if you're voting for a third-party candidate. They're, they're, they're also going to have uh, YouTube, uh, Google, those kinds of things. There's ways to see these things nowadays. Um, but, to, you know, educate yourself, and I'd also say read I, uh, we always have this discussion, but read as much as possible. And then I, my final bit of advice is just when you see something that's upsetting to you or makes you angry, ask yourself if the people that you're upset with, if they're responding to something out of pain or fear or frustration. Mm, and maybe, good point. maybe just that might just help you give you some patience and some insight. And maybe it will help you be heard by them and them to be heard by you. And understanding. I loved last night if you saw Jill uh, Biden on the blackboard or on the bulletin board. It said, uh, read today, be a leader tomorrow. We have to go. We have 20 seconds. So thank you so much for joining me, Scott. I really appreciated our conversation. And you're listening to uh, Live Mike uh, on KSL News Radio. Readers are leaders. Thanks, Amy. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.